This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my company, Horns Gordon. Now this time we've just released our biggest ever athletic clothing range. And this range is my favourite we've ever done. We've put so much time and effort into this to making sure it's just spot on. So we've gone for a nice clean golden black look across the whole range. We've got some specialist compression wear. So we've got compression rash guard, compression leggings, compression shorts. We've got a nice compression leggings and sports bra set for the women. And then we've also got some nice t-shirts that you can wear in and out of the gym. So we've got our bind room tee and a nice distressed look. We've got horns loading t-shirt. We've got oversized bind room t-shirt, which is probably my favorite item out of the whole range. See if you just go and check that out. It's really, really nice. And uh, we've got some women's only t-shirts. We've got some athletic shorts. We've got jogging pants. Honestly, we have hit everything with this range and we've put it all out there. So go over to the website, hornsvoting.com. Use the code HORNS10 to listen to the podcast, get a discount 10% of anything off the website. So that's not just the athletic wear. You get anything off of the horns, the mead, any other clothing, the jewelry, you name it. You're going to get 10% off. So just use the code HORNS10. Listen to the podcast, get that. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Northern Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, co-owner of the Company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everybody. So this time we're not talking with anybody. We're not interviewing anyone. Um, we are talking about different subjects that are important to us and, mm-hmm. you know, have been part of our lives lately. So first we're going to talk about... Um, a, a little incident that Dan had, and then we're going to talk about um, which one was it again that you wanted to talk about the Scandinavia thing? Is Iceland part of Scandinavia? Yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting uh, conversation. Um, uh, and finally, we're going to talk about what is Odinism and why are people saying that they are Odinists? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think we're in this episode we're going to upset the left, the right, and everybody in Scandinavia. I think we've we've got pretty much everybody in our crosshairs, so it might be the uh, the most controversial episode we've done so far. We might not even have a, <laughs> we might even have a show after this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're going to piss off everybody. <laughs> so yeah, no, the, these episodes are good fun. We get to speak about things that have been happening in. In the week, in our lives, maybe some news, new news has popped up, or maybe it's just something that I think that I want to know, or I've seen kind of when scouring the Facebook groups and um, think that something needs maybe clearing up. And hopefully, enough people will hear it and we can clear up, which is hence, especially the one with the Odinist and the Odinism thing. You see a lot of people claiming that they are Odinists and maybe don't quite understand the origin of, of it all. Um, which we'll get to later, but yeah, to start with, it's a it's a bit of an awkward, a bit of a, a different one, I guess. Um, but it was just something that I wanted to bring up because it really riled me up, and I wanted to get your opinions on it. I sent you the the video before, and anybody that does want to check it out can go over to uh, Valhalla Trading Academy, and it's a good my good friend Lloyd, who was who's been on the show before, we spoke about strength training in in sort of the Viking Age. He he posted a video of him doing a a lift. A, a, you know, like a, 
a weightlifting strongman lift, and it's called the zombie, zombie clean. So it's like a, a clean with a cleaner press, apart from as you clean it to, to rack the bar on your shoulders, you shoot one arm forward to catch it on your shoulder. It's really unorthodox. It looks very uncomfortable, um, but it's a legitimate thing. It's, you know, people are always trying to push these things to the next level. Every lift always goes from, from one thing to another thing and it gets more and more extreme. Um, yeah, and there's a, a fella, and I can't remember his name, I probably best not saying his name anyway, but he he came on a side again quite abrasive about how it looked it looked like a Nazi salute. Um, I was quite accusing, it felt quite accusing of, of Lloyd just because he was a, a quote-unquote Nordic-style brand that he shouldn't, I think he even said that he shouldn't do this move or should stay away from anything that might look this certain way. Um, I sent you it so you, to get your opinion of it. And uh, yeah, I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I, I, I thought that it looked incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it must be a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it must. And I mean, as somebody who has spent the last seven, eight months going to rehabilitation with a private trainer because all my joints are fucked from doing um, lifts like that. Well, not (laughs) exactly like that, but, you know, hard, very heavy lifts over the years. I'm like uh, impressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, I think it's weird. I think it's really weird that somebody has a hang up like that okay so so the 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 logics here right is that because when lloyd does this lift he stretches out his right hand and he i guess he's his fingers are also stretched out right Mm -hmm. so so his hand his hand and his arm is stretched out in in like the uh, horizontal position in front of him right as he's rolling up the bar on, on, on the arm, right? Or landing the bar on the arm. And so, so, so the logic behind this is that, okay, so that is, that looks kind of like a Nazi salute. And, and so because Lloyd has a, a gym that's called Valhalla training um, and, you know, mixes in Viking stuff with his training brand that then makes this problematic well first of all he's not doing a nazi salute like he's 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 lifting a bar exactly (laughs) i I think one thing that frustrated me as well was that it wasn't just an off-the-cuff comment either it was the guy even put in his comment i i didn't think it, it was what i thought it was so i went away researched it saw that it was a legitimate lift but then came back and was like, but you still shouldn't do it because it looks like a Nazi salute. But I know it's not, but it looks it. Which I, which just, that's what, what I think what infuriated me was the idea that he went away researching and then came back and said, I know it's not, but still don't do it because it's bad. Yeah, no, that's that's absurd. Um, like, no, I, look, people get some really weird ideas um, especially when they're sitting in their little chambers by themselves, looking at a blue screen, right? It's like it's 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 the effect of the internet once again. It's like, look, 
most of what people are saying on social media shouldn't be said in public in the fucking first place. Like it's the kind of stuff that you should be saying to your friend uh, <laughs> quietly while sitting somewhere. And then your friend is like, yeah, that's dumb. And then you're like, yeah, that's dumb. And then you move on, right? That's how these things should work for most mm -hmm. of the stuff that is being posted on the internet in general, if you ask me. And this is a great example of it. Um, it's like, it's unfortunate that, that that all of a sudden we have like this um, this this venue for humanity to say stupid shit in such a way all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. It's like, I guys, we need to turn it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, we need to turn it off. Absolutely, um. <laughs> and I I didn't want to bring it up just to to shit on shit on the guy. It's just that we you know we spend so much time on the podcast kind of outing the racists, which they absolutely are and they need to, to be outed. But you also get this opposite side, which is, I guess, the, the opposite to it, but it's also so far left that it, it creates its own issues. Because like I tried to explain to you, you put this on a, somebody's business page. So you're automatically associating the business page with Nazis because not everybody reads everything they just see these trigger words and then make the links. So you, you put that on his business page rather than maybe messaging privately. Um, so it's just, it just felt like a very damning thing to do when you know that it's not what it is. And whilst I'm sure his heart was in the right place, it, you're kind of having the negative effect because you're also, you could put somebody off this whole being, being enjoyed in this community because somebody could maybe, you know, they, they just get interested in, Nordic mythology in the Viking Age, and then somebody comes along and makes a comment at them from something purely innocent, and then that's it. They just go, "Well, fuck that! I don't want to. I don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to be labelled a racist." And then that's it. They're gone. There's no kind of coming back. So you kind of have to be careful on both sides of going too far to the right and too far to the left, and trying to, like, say your heart's in the right place, but you're just kind of going too extreme. Yeah. No, but, that, but that's that's. That that's you know a really big problem with all of this, right? Um, and not so long ago, um, someone messaged me about a a certain YouTube account. Um, some some guy who talks on YouTube about Nordic mythology and and spiritual beliefs and those kinds of things, and 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 they were like, oh well, this guy is like. I've heard he's a racist and a Nazi and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, wow, where, where did that come from? And it turns out where that came from was like somebody, uh, you know, vaguely accusing him of this in, in context of him saying something that was relatively stupid about the BLM movement back in the day. And then he changed his position on it anyway. And, and, uh, and, and that's all good, right? So we have a guy who says something that might not be particularly smart, uh, about the Black Lives Matter movement. He then goes through a process of learning about it, changes his opinion, tells people about it. But the idea that, that this person is some kind of racist or something like that is still lingering out there because of that, right? Like how, how, how do you people who think like this, how do you expect to change the world, change these things, um, if you can't ever, you know, accept that people change, for instance, or if you can't accept that, you know, what is your particular idea about what racism is, isn't necessarily applicable to everything and everybody at every time in this world. 
it's a, it's so important to consider my friends <laughs> well, that's it it's, it's if you don't if you don't think people are allowed to change um then what is the point of everything that you do because if you're out there kind of arguing with people debating people um boycotting people i guess picketing whatever whatever it is if you don't believe that the, that person is allowed the chance to change then what is the point of doing it there's no point because because you're there trying to do it to get them to change their mind and hopefully they they will then retrospectively look at themselves and go okay i was wrong maybe i need to go in a different direction but if you don't if you're not going to allow them to do that then what's the point in the whole thing anyway i i agree i agree and that's not and that's by the way not an apology for racists racists can still go fuck themselves oh yeah <laughs> we're gonna get to that later on yeah <laughs> no no obviously there's no way but he, even like I've, I've said before, I I would love to have somebody who was on the far right, who's then changed their ways, um, especially somebody who's involved in kind of this this type of of kind of extremism, I guess, kind of the whole Viking far right. I'd love somebody who's who's been there, done that, and then gone the other way, changed their mind, taken a whole whole new direction, and then to, I'd love them to come on here and speak to us and kind of explain the situation of why they got there, what made them change their mind, and give that perspective to people, because there are people who go down that path still. And I think hearing from somebody who'd been there would definitely be an interesting perspective. And they people should afford a second chance. Like everybody makes mistakes. I don't think if you go a certain path, then that's it. You, you cut the ties forever and say, you know, you're fucking gone. I think if you go a certain way, you still you have to make things right and go an equal amount to fix it. But I think everybody should be afforded those opportunities. Maybe not everyone. There are some bad people that definitely aren't. But the vast majority, the vast majority, yes. I think. <laughs> I feel like the time we're doing this episode, we may as well just call it "fuck everybody." Yeah, fuck everybody episode. <laughs> All right, shall we move on to the next subject? We shall. Let's piss off. Scandinavians. Let's piss off Scandinavians. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I guess is Iceland a Scandinavian country? I know. If you Google it, I think technically they say not, but I think most people are, are like myself. I just assume that it is. Um, so what, where are we at with it? Okay, this is going to be complicated, um, but try to follow along. Geographically, Scandinavia is the peninsula uh, that includes Norway and Sweden. That's a geographical concept of Scandinavia. Then you have to ask yourself, what about the cultural concept, right? Because the cultural concept of Scandinavia includes Norway, Sweden, and Denmark as, as a minimum, at least. And that's because uh, the, these, the peoples in these three countries, they speak languages that at least in principle is, is are mutually intelligible. They have cultures that are very similar to one another, and they can't really get away from the fact that they're just, you know, kind of the same. They love to play up the, the differences and be all bitchy about it, but they're kind of just the same. Um, so, so, so that's a cultural community and a linguistic community, a religious community. They're, they're pretty much all Lutheran, right? Um, and also have similar history in so many ways. Um, and and so 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 that's where we start when with the definition of Scandinavia. 
And then we um, have two outliers, one to the east and one to the west. The outlier to the east is Finland. And the outlier to the west is Iceland. And uh, for, for certain reasons, the Finns are not included in Scandinavia, even though, you know, geographically is sort of like attached to Scandinavia. Um, because linguistic reasons, typically, that, that's the main one. Because people put a lot of weight on linguistics in general as something meaningful, which is kind of bollocks. Like, language isn't that important, people. But um, sure, roll with it if you think so. Um, uh, the, the Finns speak a language that belongs to the Finno-Ugric uh, language group, which is uh, very different from the Indo-European language group, which dominates Europe. Um, and the Germanic languages are part of the Indo-European language group. Um, so in that sense, the Finns are then linguistically outliers from the rest of Scandinavia. But Culturally and religiously, um, ethnically, in so many ways. Uh, I mean, come on, Finland has been part of Sweden for 700 years. That didn't have any effect on them at all, or what? Um, so, so you could say that that the Finns are also, in so many ways, very close to Scandinavia culturally and so on. Um, so, so that's that's the East for a bit. Going to Iceland. In the West, we have a culture that is derived entirely, uh, in, in a modern sense at least, from Scandinavia. Um, in so many ways, going to Iceland is like, you know, no different than going to Norway or Denmark or Sweden. Um, you have a language that is uh, that belongs to the same language group as Norwegian. Uh, in particular, and by extension, also Danish and and Swedish. Um, now, the Icelanders they they did a thing back in the 19th century. They had the Great Purge, where they got rid of Norwegian and Danish and Latin and German loanwords and recalibrated their grammar so that it looked more like that the uh, language in which the sagas are written. Uh, so it's sort of like a dialed back time on their own language. And that's why they nowadays claim that they speak like the Vikings. Um, that's a construction. That's something that they made their language do. It was, you know, taking a, 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 a direction in terms of, uh, of development that, that could have, you know, changed it a lot, uh, but they decided not to. And now it's changing again, by the way, that one of the policies, which is kind of ridiculous at this point, is this uh, tendency to come up with uh, homemade words for everything. So instead of just borrowing a word from a foreign language, they, they, they translate it into existing words in their own language. And it's like, yeah, great, guys. But, you know, if you go to Reykjavik... <laughs> <laughs> and the, even like, and you, you you speak with people there. Even when they're speaking Icelandic, they're throwing in a bunch of English words all the time because it's just fucking easier. Mm -hmm. So that tells you a little bit about how those language policies work in terms of like, successfulness in the future. Okay, so um, geographically, Iceland is of course an island, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, it was settled by a bunch of uh, Scandinavians and a bunch of people from the British Isles, primarily Irish and, and Scottish. Um, so some Icelanders will use that history to claim that they are actually more Celtic than Scandinavian because fuck the Norwegians and fuck the Danes, right? Okay. And then you'll have, <laughs> and then you have, uh, uh, then you have uh, Icelanders that are more gravitating towards, oh, we're Scandinavian or Nordic or something like that because they like the Norwegians but fuck the Danes. And then you also have some Icelanders that are like, hey, actually the Danes aren't that bad. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is that Iceland became part of the Norwegian kingdom in 1262. And then in uh, 1387, I think it was, it transferred into the uh, uh, a conglomerate kingdom with Denmark as well. And from uh, 1399 or 97 or 98, something around that time period, right? Um, because the Norwegian king had died, the Norwegian king who had married uh, the Danish princess, Margaret I, all of this then transferred into the hands of the Danish royal house, right? Because the Danish royal house and the Norwegian royal house at that point was fused and the fucking same. That's why when the Norwegians needed a new king, when they became independent, a sovereign nation in 1905, they went to the Danish royal house and picked up what was his face? Harald? I can't remember. Some some king, some some brother of the Danish king at the time, and I was like, okay, you can be king in Norway now because that's oh, the closest I you bet get. He to. was made up because he probably never had a chance. <laughs> probably never had a chance of being king of Denmark. It's like it's like someone coming and getting Prince Harry from us. Like he's <laughs> never he's never going to be king. Williams Williams got it in the bag. Yeah. So that, so, so the, the 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 comparable situation would be Scotland. Going all independent, and then we need a royal house. Hey, Harry, you want to join? Oh. <laughs> like, that's how that works, right? Yeah, and he's um, like, absolutely. I'm never going to get this. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so the situation is then that 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 from uh, the late, very late 1300s, and until 1944, Iceland is then. Um, part of the Danish kingdom in, in some capacity as, as a, uh, um, you know, as a vassal uh, and then as a um, integrated part of the realm and then as a um, recognized sovereign nation, but still under the Danish uh, uh, monarchy's rule and that kind of stuff. And then eventually as a sovereign nation, right? And so for about 700 years, we see Iceland also being part of some Scandinavian kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And as I said, culturally, historically, and so on, Iceland has been part of the same uh, cultural and uh, processes as Denmark and Norway, intrinsically tied to uh, the fate of that empire, right? And I'm not just saying this because I'm Danish. Uh, I'm saying this because this is just horrible facts. No, 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 like... I'm a fucking hillbilly. I'm a hillbilly Dane. I'm from Jutland, and we uh, have <laughs> we have just as many colonial issues with the Copenhageners as the Norwegians and the Icelanders. So, um, so no, the uh, it, it's it's a lot more complicated than those uh, than those people who will just be like, oh, um, there's a single you know, national identity of whichever fucking country I'm from um, that has existed forever. That's not how things work, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this brings us back to the subject, is Iceland part of Scandinavia, right? Because it becomes a political question in, you know, in the 19th century, 20th century, and, and also now, to some extent at least. Because uh, if you say yes, then you recognize the, this historical attachment to the Norwegian kingdom at first and then the Danish kingdom afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if you say no, then you ignore 700 years of history, right? And then you cultivate this idea that there's a, there's some kind of like a, a specialness associated with Icelanders that is that was like established as a bunch of people who left Scandinavia and left the British Isles, established their own little society over there on an island, and then they sort of like just hung around with that uh, through those seven hundred years, and nothing happened to their specialness that didn't change or or become something else or or something like that through that time period of of being part of other kingdoms and all that stuff which is of course not possible um so if you ask me i'd say the concept of scandinavia as a cultural concept um is uh, broader than that little peninsula that includes only Norway and Sweden, right? Because this is something we already and fully, uh, nobody disputes this, we recognize this when it comes to Denmark, which is a peninsula and an archipelago south of the peninsula that includes uh, Norway and Sweden, right? So we already have a cultural concept called Scandinavia, which is broader than just Sweden and Norway. And if Denmark is part of that, then Iceland is too. And Finland is also, and Greenland also to an extent. Yeah, I would have always, I would always would have considered Denmark, even by by landmass. I would have just said that those were the three Scandinavian countries. I never would have thought it was only Norway and Sweden. No, but there are some <laughs> Norwegians and Swedes uh, who say <laughs> that sometimes. <laughs> the point is, though, the, the point is, the point is that everything is a construction, you know. Everything is a construction. It's 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 something we come up with to talk about something, right? And then you can use those constructions to be inclusive or exclusive. Now, the Scandinavians, um, all of them, <laughs> also the Icelanders and 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 the Greenlanders and uh, and the Finns and so on, actually use another term that we have all come together to sort of like accept as as a more inclusive term. And as we call it, the Nordic region, right? Um, Norden uh, in in Scandinavian. What about the Faroe Islands? Um, well, the Faroe Islands are, you know, part of all of this too, right? They're, you know, still part of the them. Danish kingdom. <laughs> don't forget the Faroes. Um, the point is, the point is that if you use the term Nordic to describe this whole region, then you circumvent the complicated issues of using scandinavia as a point of reference you also manage to uh, avoid uh, getting too specific about ethnicities and languages you can be more inclusive you can be inclusive in terms of the the, the fact that there are the sami who live across the borders of uh, finland sweden and norway as well and are an indigenous group 
in uh, northern Scandinavia. You can be inclusive about uh, Inuit in Greenland as well, who are culturally and linguistically at this point very tied to Scandinavia, but also have their own North American indigenous identity, right? Mm -hmm. And you can easily uh, talk about uh, commonalities without having to go into the complicated and sometimes painful historical issues that are involved here as well, because people, of course, also have emotions tied up to this, right? So do you think um, that on the whole, I guess, Iceland, Icelanders would class themselves as Scandinavian or not? Because I guess... Uh, them them calling themselves Scandinavian would then have that tie with Denmark, Norway, Sweden, I guess, rather than an independent nation? Or would they prefer to be separate? I think it really comes down to who you talk to, because I have encountered all attitudes, honestly. Okay. I have encountered I have encountered people who very much reject any idea of being associated with mainland Scandinavia. Um, I have encountered people who uh, purposefully uh, beef up the <laughs> the geographical fact that Iceland is is like situated right between the North American plate and the European plate, right? In terms of tectonics, mm -hmm. so that's why you have the Mid Atlantic Ridge going right through Iceland, right? And on on the western side of it, you're you're in North America geographically, right? Um, it's only was people... a little bit lower down, so it was nice and warm. <laughs> if it was just like south a bit. You, nice you want warm. you want it to be a tropical island now? <laughs> yeah, imagine because if it was south a little bit, I feel like it would be a really good stopping off point. I mean, it is a good stopping off point between uh, Europe and North America, anyway. But it is cold, yeah, <laughs> really nice. fucking cold. Well, you're you're also you know from England and like, I don't, yeah, we I don't just know. do wet. You I mean, do, we do you, cold. You guys as well. just have wet weather. <laughs> it's predominantly just wet. I like it. I, I like the, the the temperature in Iceland. It's uh, nice and comfortable, in my opinion. Personally, I prefer cold. Um, I don't like hot weather. I'm not one to go and sit on a on a beach. But I feel like if it was a if it was south and really nice and warm. It would be good for trade links, maybe, or, or maybe not. now, maybe in the past, it would have been a good place for the uh, ships to stop over on the way between the two um, continents. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't know how we got down this uh, alternative geography uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, but it's the way my mind works. Sometimes I apologize. No, it's fine. I mean, I, I, I was like, I, I was having ideas about Boston Atlantis and that kind of stuff when you were talking about this. Um, anyway, uh, going back to uh, the subject about like whether or not Iceland can be said to be Scandinavian or not, right? Um, there's some important historical markers uh, that separates Iceland from Scandinavia. And one of them is the establishment of the Icelandic Republic. Uh, that that was a very intentional modern uh, move to distance Iceland from the monarchies in in, Nor uh, in in Scandinavia. Consider that Norway, for instance, didn't have the same uh, or didn't it didn't go the same direction. Um, not because the Norwegians didn't have the conversation 
or you know, heated argument could also be a way to put it uh, about whether or not they should have a republic instead of a um, kingdom um, or a constitutional kingdom. And um, that was also, by the way, a conversation in Sweden for a while. Um, there was actually a very early republic in Sweden for a bit, or you know, parliamentary situation would probably describe it a little better. What we see is, of course, that you know, politically, Iceland distances itself from mainland Scandinavia by creating a republic instead of being like, oh, should we be attached to some kind of monarchy or whatever, right? Uh, so you, what you also see, is, of course, that these aspects of, you know, world politics um, going into the conceptions of what it means to be Icelandic and whether or not Icelandic is something that attaches itself to Northern Europe or to Northern America, right? In terms of creating a republic, what we see a lot is, is, is an Icelandic sentiment that, oh, we uh, belong to cool north atlantic republics like you know the americans right um so there's also in the construction of contemporary icelandic identity been a lot of influx from you know america um and that's also why icelanders love to talk about how how, how they are the first republic in the world um which they weren't uh, yeah, this idea that, you know, the Vikings that came over from Norway, they established a uh, quote-unquote republic um, with general assembly and all that stuff. That wasn't what it was. It was sort of like a theocratic oligarchy. But when you get on Iceland there and you see that nice little video that plays in front of you and on the screen, they will usually tell you something about it was how it was the first democracy in the world. Um, and that's sort of like a, a modern interpretation of history uh, to basically uh, claim a certain special Icelandicness that is detached from mainland Scandinavia. It's an Icelandicness that doesn't uh, uh, support the idea of, of monarchy as it is otherwise, you know, attached completely to Danish identity and to Norwegian identity. So I remember, I remember when I went to Iceland. And I was so excited to send you all these things that I'd, <laughs> I'd learned over there. To send you a bunch of messages, and you just was like, "No, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not true. No." And I was like, "What? No, it's in. It's on the wall when I walk down the airport. What do you mean it's not true?" Yeah, yeah, no. It's uh, at best, it's an interpretation. Um, at worst, it's a straight up lie, you know. But all countries have lies about themselves, like. Like that, it's 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 standard, um, you know, and that's that's what nationalism is. Nationalism, right? That's basically just you know a public lie about who we are, um, because at best nationalism reduces uh, your existence as a human being uh, to something that is defined by these weird historical processes that happened in a territory that you happen happen to have been born in, right? That's really all it is. So, like, yeah. I mean, you know, we Danes, we have a bunch of lies about how the Germans have been evil to us throughout history, right? And it's just not fucking true. Right? But, but it's a great thing to, to, to keep talking about because we got our asses kicked in 1864, um, where they took half of the fucking country. <laughs> and I think it's just easy as well. You kind of round things up into nice little bite-sized pieces because... 
you know when you <laughs> when you make a comment you don't want to have to go on a 20 minute rant of explaining the whole backstory so you just like put it into this nice little sentence and it might not be completely true what, what did you call it oligarchy what, what was the phrase you used the, the theocratic oligarchy the, yeah the, i yeah. feel like that wouldn't have worked on the the wall in the airport quite as well as <laughs> iceland was the first theocratic oligarchy <laughs> yeah and then everybody's on the phone googling what the fuck's a theocratic oligarchy so <laughs> I, I think you just you know you just round these things up to uh to, to something <laughs> well yeah i mean but but it's also because you're creating a, an idea of a people right um and a, a, an idea of a people that has always in some way had a destiny to control themselves mm-hmm. right so you know in iceland what happens in the viking age is that 415 uh men and and a couple of women uh like 11 or something like that um go to iceland and among them are 11 women the rest of them are men and these are people who take land in iceland right so these are people who are wealthy enough to have a ship or more ships and can feed and uphold a crew who will go there with them, right? Beyond just their own family. And then they take a piece of land, these uh, 415 individuals. And then they say, I own this land, but you people who came with me on this boat, you're welcome to stay on this land as tenant farmers, okay? So so, so that's, that's establishing feudalism right there, right? But that's not how the contemporary Icelandic history writing has interpreted that, right? They interpret this as a will of the people kind of thing, and we're all part of the people. And and so then they established this general assembly that they, in contemporary history writing in Iceland, interpret as a democracy, right? That represents the people. But Let's just keep this in mind that the lowest estimates of, you know, Viking Age population is in Iceland is are like 10,000 people with what? Only 415 actual landowners? That's a little interesting, right? That's definitely not a democracy. That's definitely not a, a people that possesses a nation or mm-hmm. have their own plot of land and all that stuff. It's a lot more complicated than that. and um but but it like it looks much better when you're a modern republic to say oh well we were established as a some kind of republic back in the viking age right yeah it feels it seems just romanticized and you know iceland's a, a good marketing tool they know how to market themselves um mm-hmm. they've done well on the tourism side of things so good yeah. on them good on them and, it's, and it's still it's still a very awesome place to visit I mean, so, how many, <laughs> how many people there. have left iceland saying you know what First democracy there, because they didn't have a Mateus to tell them it's a theocratic fucking <laughs> Olive Garden, something or other. Theocratic Olive Garden. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we move on from this, I think the odd thing is that most I don't know, I, I guess the word casual isn't maybe the right word, but I, I would consider myself in this in this group as well. Um people who get interested in this kind of culture and in, in mythology in the Viking Age. I think if you if you put the countries of 
as I said, the cultural Scandinavia in order, Iceland would kind of be at the top because you kind of have this idea of it's a, a country founded by Vikings and and it's kind mm -hmm. of that's where the Viking culture lived on the longest and and kind of mm -hmm. went on there and their language is the closest to to Old Norse. So I I, I think people kind of just put that one at the top and then maybe move down and the other three are just kind of there. But even the other ones are just there. <laughs> but, but but the fact is though, when it comes to kind of the history and learning about this, uh, there's a lot more in the Danish museum and the Norwegian museums than there is in the Icelandic ones. There's, but I think it's like I say, I, I put myself in this is certainly when I, when I kind of started getting into this kind of stuff. The Iceland was the the holy grail, the place. Everything was everything was there. Um, but when when I say when I looked around the museums in in Oslo compared to the museums in Reykjavik, the the museums in Oslo had far more far, impressive, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had far far more artifacts. Um, and I know the, the the one in Copenhagen is even more so. And and Sweden, Sweden has a fuck ton of awesome. Uh, material culture from the Viking Age and before uh, that everybody needs to go see. Um, yeah, so Iceland has a lot of literature romanticizing the Viking Age, both in Iceland and outside of Iceland, right? The Icelanders were busy writing about Norwegian kings or ancient heroes in Denmark and stuff like that. They, they loved talking about that back then. And associating with Scandinavia back then, because back then it was a power language. And it's only it's only in more recent times that the, the association with Scandinavia hasn't been cultural currency in the same way, which has something to do with the fact that Iceland hasn't been an independent country for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and yeah, so so what Iceland has done, which is uh, really, really impressive, right, is that it has gone from being a relatively poor nation uh, where the economy is based primarily off of fishing to becoming a international um, hub for music and tourism as well, right? Because, I mean, and this, this is where they are right. Their country is fucking awesome. Like, it's a great place to go. It's an awesome place to visit. It has awesome nature. That's the other thing that I was going to say, but going back to um, to what I was saying before about kind of it being the top, not only do you have the, this idea of this country made by Vikings, it's also fucking stunning. It's it's a beautiful country that you kind of yeah. get, you get landscape like nowhere else because the climate is so yeah. harsh. Exactly. And, and what does Denmark have? Like, yeah, we have some cute beaches, but that's really it, you know. It's otherwise it's just like plowed fields and and, oh. and, and some marshes. I just got um, an image of you in some speedos on a den on a Danish cute beach. Are you flirting <laughs> with me, man? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and and it's the same. Like, yeah, sure. Sweden has some lakes and shit, uh, and 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 some some forests. But uh, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> Norway has some pretty fjords. Norway uh, definitely. beautiful as well. Yes. But there's something um, Iceland feels it's something magical almost. Um, I don't know, maybe that's because I went in the in the winter when everything was completely frozen. I went to is it Gus Falls and it's all um it was all frozen. There's big chunks of ice going over the, the, the water, the waterfall. It's probably the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So it was mm -hmm. very magical 
Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, it was. It was I mean, you should, you should. Um, um, what the hell are they called? The um, the floodplains or whatever they are from um, um, from Vatnajökull and Murftarsjökull in the southeastern part of Iceland. A stunning place, really stunning. Like if you go down to Vik and then you go go onwards from there towards Vatnajökull, um, really beautiful and and definitely something that you don't see anywhere. Like you don't just see this in in in, in a lot of other places. Um, so so Iceland definitely has special geography, special nature, um, and also special people. There we go. Let's yeah. let's end end on that. <laughs> Move to the next subject whilst we <laughs> on a nice note before we <laughs> annoy anyone else. Let's uh, let's move to uh, to Odinism, Odinist, mm-hmm. um, and let's piss off. We, so we've we've annoyed the left, we've annoyed Scandinavians. So now we're going to annoy the right and anybody who uses the word Odinist and Odinism, <laughs> I guess. But it, I, I, to, to be honest, both these topics this week were mine um, because this is one that I I've seen repeatedly used over and over again. Um, when I kind of just popping in and out of the Facebook groups, I see people all the time saying that they kind of are Odinists. They uh, relate to me in Odinism. They, they, you know, it's it's a calling. It's basically, you know, it's, it's their quote unquote religion. Uh, but I don't think there's any malice in it. But I don't think maybe these people understand where the term Odinist and Odinism comes from. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, it's very honest mistake um but it's one that hopefully maybe you can clear up because it does have a very negative connotation of, of its origin and, and where it comes from so hopefully mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of people listening to this that that, that call themselves audience and i think it's it's because people don't, don't necessarily know what else to call it what else you know you call people that are into this stuff heathens but audience almost sounds like its own religion it gives it an, a, a definitive name you know you you believe in odin it, you're an odinist and it sounds mm-hmm. quite innocent um but it's not so much and hopefully people that have been maybe using it without knowing the real the real reason or at least the real origin behind it can then stop <laughs> yeah yeah the um the term odinism um has a, uh, a history that is intrinsically attached to uh the far right uh and not not just like people who are like far right but we're talking about straight up nazis and stuff like that um so so if if you are somebody who considers yourself an odinist but don't associate with uh you know national socialism and 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 racist movements then i i would strongly encourage you to find another terminology um which is six uh, does exist there, there there's a uh, also true um as as the scandinavian icelandic term um there's uh there's norse paganism which is used a lot over here in in north america um i think, I think you'll find it's it's nordic paganism matthias there's there's also some <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Scandinavia, another term is forsider. Um, so there, there, there are different terms for for what is essentially like a Nordic version of neo paganism in different ways. And you know, this 
the very deep rabbit hole starting to like explain what that is but uh going back to the subject of odinism and where does it come from so um the term odinism especially in english um it has its origins in one particular movement and that is the um odinic or odinist fellowship which was established by a danish um woman named Elsa Christensen who left Denmark after World War II probably because she would have gotten shot um and then she went to North America spent time in Canada spent time in the U.S. um and uh, established this group and she died in 2005 I think she was an anti-semite she was an anarcho-syndicalist when she lived in Denmark. Rumor has it that she co uh, she collaborated with the Nazis, and that's why she would probably have gotten shot if uh, she had st stuck around after World War II. Um, but um, but yeah, so so the organization that she established was an anti-Semitic organization, um, founded on the idea that uh, Odin is 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 a god of of white people and you know in different ways uh, the descendants of in this organization they have considered themselves racists or racialists and so on um calling them nazis is not appropriate because they don't necessarily have the same ideas about societal organization as the nazis would uh, would have had or had um, I think nowadays Nazis, a Nazi has become the overall umbrella term for anybody, anybody who, over there. Yeah, but that's anybody really who's a, problematic. Who's a actually. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's for people who aren't even racist. It's it's just mm -hmm. I've seen people use it for for just you just don't agree with it, or maybe you're telling somebody what to do, and it's like oh, yeah. you're right. it's so and and that really annoys me that it's become so loosely used that it kind of in my in my opinion it devalues the the actual atrocities that real nazis did that mm -hmm. this word just gets thrown around for fucking yeah. everything just because you don't agree on yeah. the, the most menial thing it is really problematic um but but what you can say about sort of like um the ideas that have been attached to this to to the particularly to people who historically have identified as Odinists, definitely racist and racialist ideas. So the ideas of racial segregation in different ways, right? Um, the idea that uh, Odinism is for white people only, that kind of stuff. Um, that's also how uh, precursors to, to the, um, uh, the ideology that that Ilse Christensen and and the people around her use, right? That that was also built on race, racist and racialist thinking, um, Voltanism, as it is called in uh, late nineteenth century and early twentieth century Austrian Germany, right? Voltan is the German version of Odin, and. Um, Ultimately, most of these ideas and thoughts go back to Guido von Liszt, an Austrian 
kooky parlor magician is what I would like to call him. Okay. <laughs> so he was he was really influential in in uh, in building up a, a support for a uh, German hegemony in a very diverse uh, Austrian kingdom at the time. The majority uh, were Germans. Um, or at least the biggest ethnic group was German at the time. But you also had Polish, Hungarian, Serbian, Croatians, Italians, and a lot of other people. And, and in that very uh, complicated ethnic climate in the late 19th century in Austria, that's where we had the Völkisch ideas of a, a universal German folk um, blossoming, right? Which, you know, we see the Germans latching on to this as part of the background for national socialism in Germany later on. Um, and attached to these ideas are also the, these occultist uh, groups um, that are established by, uh, among others, Guido von Liszt, but also you know, this, uh, students of his and people who are attached to other groups that he has some kind of influence to uh, with. Um, and and that ultimately becomes this um, religion, neo-pagan religion of of Voltanism, where Odin or Voltan is is the uh, the god of 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 Germanic peoples, and mm-hmm. sort of like becomes becomes a Germanic Christ, even in in some versions of all of this. And and that's really what what uh, what uh, Odinism uh, builds on, and so it is very much like very difficult to actually detach it from that uh, racialist her- heritage. Um, and I don't see any of the groups that define themselves as Odinist or Odinic, like the Odinic right. I don't see them attempting to detach themselves from that history. To the contrary, they seem to be pretty much comfortable with it so again if you're somebody who who considers yourself devoted to odin or or something like that but you don't consider yourself a racialist or or anything like that um i would suggest using another term otherwise you might confuse people a little bit mm-hmm. well that's it i think i've seen you know i've seen i've seen people scholarly types i guess that i've met through through the show that i'm now friends with on on Facebook, I've seen them quite often um, talking about how you know do not don't use the word Odinism, don't use it. You know, it's it's inherently racist thing. But then I still see very much kind of again, I, I don't necessarily really like to use the word casual people in like the Facebook groups who freely and openly use it. And and I I I'm not going to be like to link you back to the top of the show. I'm not going to jump in there and be like you're a fucking racist. Blah, blah, blah. Like some, some of my, because I, I genuinely don't think that, that some of these people understand what the, the term that they're using. I think that it's just, it kind of fits, it makes sense. I like Odin. Odinist, Odinist Odinic sounds like that's the right thing to use. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to use. And they don't kind of understand the idea of where it comes from. Um, which I hopefully people are going to listen to this and then change their eat, minds. Yeah, either 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 I hope some the, Odinists who are actually racist will listen to this and change their mind. Yeah, either change the either change their mind or hopefully people who do listen to this then are equipped with the knowledge from yourself to be able to 
explain to people why it's wrong. Because it's one thing kind of going, oh, this is a racist, ter- racist term, but not then not being able to back it up. If you really want to change someone's mind and stop them using it, then you need to be able to say, it, it was founded on racism and this is why, which is why mm-hmm. I felt this episode, you know, adding this topic in here was important because then it equips, we've, we've said this time and time again on here, we want to equip people with the, the knowledge to be able to hopefully either change the opinions of the right or change the opinions of people who are kind of Joe Bloggs, quote unquote, so they don't think that everything Viking is racist because unfortunately there are some people out there who who have no interest in this stuff, who do think that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there are also some groups out there who have done a lot of work to detach um, modern Nordic-based neo-paganisms of, of various kinds from that heritage of, of, of racism because, I mean, it's, it's, you can't get around the fact that that, um, that, that, is, that is the history in the late 19th century and early 20th century um, for, for, for so much of this stuff. Like, as we've also talked about before, I mean, scholarship, there's, there's still so much valid scholarship uh, out there uh, that was produced by Nazis or people um, who in different ways have, have a history with the Nazi party in Germany. For instance, the best edition of um the edict poems that you can find in the edited uh, version you know was made by people who had affiliations with the nazi party in germany at the time um when they were scholars back then um so so that's that's part of our heritage in general as people who work with this field and that's something that then it becomes incumbent upon us to detach um contemporary work that we do in all these fields from that history and be, be aware of it as well i mean like yeah there is a history of white supremacy racism national socialism attached to working with um uh, old norse mythology um being spiritually involved with old norse mythology and so on but that shouldn't define our future right that's that's where it's important to do your own own work so to speak as a as a uh, regular human being who lives in the 21st century and doesn't want to go back to some you know fucked up version of the, the early 20th century or, or or whatever you know oh but but unfortunately people don't want to do their own work and to be honest i can i can identify with that um because people people are busy and they get interested in this stuff and and I I I probably believe wholeheartedly that if things hadn't worked out the way they are that we did this show for for 90 episodes hopefully we don't get cancelled after this one <laughs> um but you know we've done night I've learned so much through this this that I, sometimes I think I need to take us take a second and step back and think you know I've been very fortunate to be put in this position where I get you know, I, I haven't gone through university like like you haven't, like a lot of our guests have. I've kind of just been lucky enough to create this, this podcast with you where we sit down and, and speak to some really amazing people, some people who are absolute pioneers in the field. And I get to have these two-hour conversations and learn 
so much firsthand, um, but not everyone is as, as lucky as I've I've got to be. And I and I probably fully think that if if this hadn't have happened, I would have been kind of one of these casual type people because I I don't have the time in my everyday life to sit down and read the books because you know I'm trying to run a business. I have a puppet, you know, I have other things going on outside. So you have very much lives where you can't just sit down and, and read books. So you kind of learn things on the fly. You take snippets from Facebook groups and, and this and that, and, and you learn bits, but you never really truly learn, I guess. Um, so whilst I guess I can be sometimes an asshole in, in Facebook groups, sometimes you have to understand that not everybody has the chance to, to, to learn everything and, and you need to take a moment to hopefully try and try and educate people rather than just shit on them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we apply hard vocabulary on this podcast too. I do at least when we talk about racists, right? Um, often that's, that's based on the assumption that those who are racists, they are very conscious about it. But that's not always the case. Keep also that in mind. Like that, like you know, <laughs> I don't know how you find yourself you're, you're in a in a racist group or or how 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 you go down that path, so to speak. But my assumption is that you know we're all humans in this world trying to figure shit out, right? And that also means that we we have the capacity, as we were talking about before, we have the capacity to change our perspectives, learn from mistakes. And then move on to um, being, you know, happier people in this world, right? That's that's what I really hope for anybody who who exists in, on this planet that they that they will uh, progress through life, uh, becoming increasingly more and more happy, you know. And I assume that if you're if you're caught up in hating other people, it's because you're not happy. Um, so yeah, I so, think. Yeah. You also you also have to assume that people have the self awareness to understand that maybe their opinions are racist because I think a lot of people have opinions and they don't consider them to be racist. You know, we've had we've had people who listen to this podcast. We've had messages of people saying, you know, thank you, thank you for the episodes you do. We've listened, you know, listening to it has made me change my opinion on certain stuffs, and I was maybe thinking a certain way, and I now have changed direction, which is wonderful to hear. But but I you know I used to work on building sites. And the amount of times that I heard, because <clears throat> Huddersfield is very much a multicultural town. You have a lot of kind of Middle Eastern, Asian people. And the amount of time that I've been, I've been on a building site, people have said, I'm not racist, but I don't like Asian people or Middle Eastern people. Or probably they use the P word, but, mm. but very much it's, it's that idea of I'm not racist, but I just don't like this one group and I'm justified for not liking this one group because they do a certain thing that I don't like. But in their own mind, they're like, I'm not racist. Because like, yeah, mm. you fucking are. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 also that you assume people have that self-awareness of of what they think is actually wrong. Yeah. So they no, until, <laughs> and yeah, until until maybe they hear it or somebody challenges them and says, look, that you, know, you you that is racist that's not a racist opinion that's so but you see so many times people use that i'm not racist mm -hmm. but and if there's ever a but after that sentence then you probably are yeah like i'm gonna judge my opinions based on maybe a few people from this 
this whole area and be like, yeah, made my lineup. Don't like any of them. Like, what? Yeah. How does that no, work? It, <laughs> it doesn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a little bit of a, a funny story that I just thought of thought about then um so going back to kind of people using the word odinist and odinic um and not understanding the meaning of it and it reminded me of a friend of mine um like do you do, do they use the word nonce in america in the u.s is that is that a word over there um okay so so what <laughs> so like a, a nonce in in the uk is somebody who is it's a pedophile oh that oh, that that oh. that's like a shorthand word for what a nonsense. And I have, a, I have a friend who, when he was like 12, just thought the word nonce was like a, a nice word that you call people. Oh, not like a nice word, like a, like a jet, <laughs> like a, like a jesting kind of like a, you know, in like a friendly banter type word. <laughs> and, All right. And this guy he used to call his teacher it as like a nice, and he was like 12 years old. He's like, he used to call his teacher it as a, kind of a pleasantry or like a joking way and it wasn't until he was maybe 20 years old he realized that he'd been calling he'd been using this word completely wrong his whole life and it actually meant something really bad and he'd been calling his teacher a prick but it's a bad thing to be called for anybody but it's particularly bad to call you teacher it <laughs> yeah. when you're a 12 year old fucking <laughs> boy and, and it was just this whole idea of of using words that you don't really understand the meaning of and haven't taken the time to look up. And and it couldn't help but just think of this story that because when he told me about it, I couldn't help but laugh. And it's it's kind of sad because that teacher must have gone home like, fuck, what do I do here? <laughs> but it just made me think like, but people do get confused, but also people do get confused about things. You know, he was he was completely innocent in the situation. You know, he's a 12-year-old kid. He doesn't know any better. He's picked a word up from somewhere and gone, oh, this sounds funny. So it, that's, you know, it does happen. People just kind of pick stuff up on their travels and don't maybe quite understand. Um, you don't have to attack them. You can just kind of politely maybe say, don't call yourself an odinist or don't go around calling your teacher a nonce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the episode, I think. I think that's the episode. <laughs> I think you know. I think we've we've uh, no. I don't think we've upset too many people. We we are who we are by this point. We've done ninety episodes. I think we rounded up quite nicely at the end. You know, just just be nice to people. Um, and I think yeah. that that goes from whether you're you're left leaning, right leaning, far far left, far right. Just yeah, yeah. You can fuck off, but, <laughs> um, but no, like everybody. Everybody just, just, I, you know, I was, I was thinking this earlier that, um, I guess our catchphrase on on our Facebook group we have the questions to enter the Facebook group. You have, what one of the questions to enter it is what's the catchphrase of the podcast? We try to make sure people have at least listened to a couple of episodes, and it's surprising the amount of people who actually just put "Don't be a dick." Um, you know, was I guess our 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 official catchphrase would be, you know, it's complicated. But I think that is also just a good lesson for life of just just don't be a dick, man. Just be just try to be nice to people. Yeah. No, I, I have that hanging on the fridge, actually. <laughs> the sticker that says don't be a dick. <laughs> there you go. But it's it's it, it it you know, if you if you follow that, I don't think you're gonna go far wrong. And that's that's you know, where whichever way you you think politically or whatever, just 
to be nice to people and you know everyone can get on that'd be nice our next t-shirt yeah in rooms yeah. don't be a yeah. dick in rooms don't be a got dick it. <laughs> got it. there you go you have to start translating it all right let yeah let's wrap this one up um Matthias, where can people find you Oh man, I'm 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 getting sick of uh, social media in general now. So, but I'm still on Instagram for now. Um, oh. Maybe I'll I'll disappear entirely at some point from from any social media. Oh, is that because everybody started following you when I went through that spell of telling everybody to add you as a friend <laughs> for like five episodes in a row? And it was just like add Mateus as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, it's 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 more because I I genuinely don't think social media is that healthy for human beings. No. Um, yeah. No, I think hopefully as we go forward in in the world, we will kind of maybe understand it a little bit more. It's still very much a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there, and you'll be back with a vengeance. <laughs> all right if you enjoy the show please leave a five-star rating in the positive review if you didn't like this episode don't leave a rating i guess <laughs> um you can watch clips of the show you can watch episodes on our youtube channel it's just not mythology podcast same for instagram facebook just not mythology podcast and if you want to support us a little bit further uh patreon is a brilliant way we have a bunch of different tiers you get free episode every week um and you either get the vikings watch along show where me and Matthias sit down and watch the episode of vikings and we let you know our thoughts or you get the story time episode where Jonas Lorenzen comes in and narrates um a part of a saga for us and they are thoroughly really good episodes they are hilarious and they are honestly worth the worth a subscription fee alone you know you get a bunch of other things from the patreon but that just having that story time episode you get the backlog of the ones we've already done as well but just those episodes on their own are definitely worth the worth the price i cannot stress how how funny Jonas lorenson is off the cuff as well he's got a different voice for every character but he also just acts them out it's it's <laughs> it is really brilliant it really is i i love him uh that that those those episodes are so fun <laughs> yeah absolutely Thank you for thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, I guess we haven't upset your particular group, but maybe next week you'll <laughs> you'll be the ones we're after. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done.